Hola muchachos, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we are talking NASCAR with Phil and Steve. Phil, what's going on? Hey, Arch, it always uh, it always makes me happy to hear you talking a little, little bit of Spanish, you know, coming in hot on a Friday night. That's right. But, yeah, we took, we took last weekend off because Steve and I, we were on the Full Tank with Phil podcast, and he is the most amazing dude. He's the NASCAR betting OG. We both look up to him. We had a lot of fun doing that show. So uh, we have a lot to go over today. We had five races to recap and five more this week. So, Stephen, what's happening? Yeah, man, just uh, another week, another another busy week. So um, don't want to delay too much, but agreed on the Phil Tank show. Always happy to have him on. You know, it's not that often we get on there. So once or twice a year, it's always good to switch it up. So love talking to that guy. But back home where we belong here so that's the house uh, that steve built <laughs> yeah that's it it right. is the house that steve built and yep. it's uh we we could add on an addition after last week arch yeah we, uh we had a good one you know nice. on the full tank show and in the book club of course we uh we knocked it out of the park dude i think we we were up about 11 units between the five races it was worth waiting for there was a lot of rain in charlotte this weekend we had rain delays on Saturday and Sunday and all day racing on Monday, but it was worth the wait. So, Steve, what do you remember about the weekend? It was it was F1 in Monaco. We mopped up. We had the, the trucks all, you know, Friday night at Charlotte, and then we had the, the Indy 500 on Sunday. Who could forget that? And then the two races on Monday. What, what stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's all a blur, right? It's just yeah. uh, a lot of action, uh, but it kind of was separated a little bit because we had the Friday race and then we had uh, a day off kind of on Saturday with uh, with the rain. So, And then a Sunday, we had a couple races. We had F1 and we had uh, Indy 500, which is, which is, Sunday was a great day. So that, that was really good. Sunday, a very good Sunday for us. So um, kind of like, kind of chopped up a little bit, but uh, all good and kind of uh seen a repeat this weekend yes sir i mean arch we sunday was a great day it was a banner day for the speedway steve headquarters we got the indy 500 outright winner and actually we had erickson as well we had first and second nailed as outright winners uh the head-to-heads went well the positional bets went well great card the f1 monaco race we didn't have much in the way of like outrights steve it was a lot of props wasn't it there was like a no uh, red flag. There was no safety car. There was all kinds of crazy stuff that we hit on, and that was about seven units all by itself. So, just an awesome weekend cashing in a lot of different markets, and I'm ready to do it again. Yeah, F1 was pretty good. Uh, talk about Monaco a little bit. Uh, Monaco, it, it's it's an, it's another one of those boring races that you just kind of uh, kind of sit back, relax a little bit, and kind of watch the money roll in. So. Uh, not all that entertaining for the casual viewer, but for the guys like us and like to put the money, put some money down, uh, got some good results. So that's what we like to see, right? That's number one priority. Yeah, I love boring. And I think Arch loves boring because that's when we, we absolutely hammer it. Yes. Um, you know, we, we, we got a couple dual top 10 plays in. We had our one matchup hit. We had a matchup parlay hit, classified finisher, finishers, overs, I mean, just all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, it was a fun race. The book club really, really enjoyed it. And and it's tough to enjoy Monaco. So this allowed all of our friends and uh, uh, subscribers to, to really get down and make some loot. And then we backed it up with an Indy 500 outright. I mean, just Sunday was dope. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've got all the same circuits, I guess, this weekend. We've got uh, Formula One there in Spain. We've got IndyCar there in Detroit. And then, uh, you know, it's a split, a split weekend for, for the NASCAR series. The trucks and cup series are in Gateway, which is a, a short, flat track. And then the Xfinity series all by their lonesome out in Portland, Oregon on a road course. So hand me a map. No wrong turns there. Uh, there's rights and lefts. It's going to be a good weekend, buddy. So where, where do you want to start? Where do you want right. to start? Sorry about that. There you are. Um, yeah, I guess start with uh, the first event, which would be uh, the truck series, right? Starting out with uh, 
Gateway. We got a couple different uh, tracks this weekend in NASCAR, in NASCAR circuit. We got Gateway and then um, got Portland on, on uh, Saturday. So we got a little dub- double header action and uh, kind of uh, we're off to a good start. We had some early plays. And so those guys kind of came out and had a good practice session. Uh, I wish uh, one of these, these longer shot guys qualified, but his practice was good. Yeah, man. Um, so you know, Gateway is, it's a new, new-ish course for the Cup Series. Last year was the first time they've been there, but it's an old hat for the truckers in the Xfinity Series. They've been running there a while. So, um, you know, it's, it's relatively flat. It is concrete. Uh, it's one in, I think, 1.25 miles or something. But it's really gratifying to my eyes, Steve, you know, watching laps around here. I love the turns with the red and white um what do they call like curb stops or whatever around the inside it reminds me like a video game mixed with rumble strips rumble strips there it is love those things uh i I just i like this course and you know we landed on some some good trucks dude so in the outright winter section we've got stuart friesen we got him at 20 to 1 he uh he was pretty good in practice and then he was good in qualifying he qualified inside the top five and this is the toyota 200 he's in a toyota conspiracy alert there it is this is this is our guy so play the the uh the music arch but store freezing toyota we got him at 20 to 1 dean thompson another toyota 50 to 1 it's our weekly dean thompson bet and then you know steve was was strong on matt benedetto he was good and then matt crafton 90 to 1 just was was wild odds steve he was good here last year and he was really good in practice today but he's starting last. So tell me about Matt Crafton. Yeah, super long number for Crafton. Uh, it was pretty um, far off on DraftKings compared to the general market. It was 90 to 1 over there and mostly like 50s, 40s elsewhere. So uh, I was a little confused by that, but uh, I'll take uh, I'll take the value for sure. Um, performed really well um, here last year. Uh, and Thor Sport as a whole, that team performed really well back when, you know, you know Johnny Sauter was still driving for them. And all those guys were inside the top five most of the race. So you look at that, and I think Crafton's going to have had a better season so far this year. I believe he's got a new crew chief over there. They're kind of meshing well. So uh, it was a, it's a good spot here to take Crafton. Uh, just got to overcome the track position, as you mentioned. He starts in the back. Definitely don't want to see that, but um, – I'm sure he'll do something to get off on strategy a little bit. He's got the speed in there to be able to get to the front. So just got to hope for a few cautions and mix things up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we saw in his practice data that his fall off was so much better than everyone else's. I mean, it was it was like non-existent. And then he failed tech three times. So he, he wasn't able to qualify. So my man's cheating. And I love it. I love a truck <laughs> that is trying to skirt the rules and I love being on it pre-flop. The guy is really fast. This is also a track, Steve, where you can get off schedule. You can take two tires instead of four. We saw Enfinger do it with some success last year uh, before, you know, he got mixed up in an incident, but he was able to matriculate to the front and, and mostly stay there until he was wrecked. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not all the way out on Crafton. In fact, I, I really like it now that I know he was uh, trying some underhanded cheatingness. But my favorite play, you know, is the Stort Friesen bet. I, I really feel strongly about Friesen in the Toyota. He was really good last year. He's good at driving like a like a loose race truck, and I think that's what this this course requires. Uh, you know, to to be able to find a, a second line to be able to make some passes. So Stort Friesen, that's my horse. So let's talk talk some matchups, buddy. Um, we were originally on Zane Smith over Corey Heim to start things off at a plus number. Corey Heim sick this weekend, so no Corey Heim. He was the betting favorite as well for the outrights. He was four to one, so that affected everybody's odds. Um, what do you think about Corey Heim? How does that 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 affect your outlook on the race? Well, we know Corey Heim's been uh, one of the best trucks this year. So in general, I would say that benefits us as a whole. Always good to see us, on, you know, guys that are uh, longer odds. When you, and then the favorite kind of goes out on um, on sick sick leave, call it whatever you want to call it. Um, it's got the sniffles. Well. 
Yeah, like, like me. So, so I, I feel his pain right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, good for us. Uh, we're gonna win the closing line battle for for the truck race. So um, hopefully we can uh, maybe add a few more plays to kind of get a little bit of a safety net going here. So uh, yes, I so did add one. I had, I like I like Ben Rhodes. So I I'm, I have not really brought this up yet, but uh, on Fanduel he's still available at, at ten to one. So uh, his times are really good. Another Thor Sport truck. So. He starts second, and so he'll have track position and a pretty good long-run truck. So if you haven't gotten in there, I'll go ahead and take that a look. An early couch cushion bet, if you would say. Oh, there Shake we it go. up. Shake it up. Now, Ben Rhodes really chapped our ass last week. We, we had him in a double fade, and then he went out and won the damn race. So no good. He owes his money. I like it, Steve. I like getting on, on Ben Rhodes there at the 10-to-1. Uh, we also are seeing what, you know, Jesse Love, I think, is hopping into that Corey Heim truck. And then we saw Tori Bredinger hop in the Jesse Loves truck. So we've got two females on the courses this year. They're starting side by side. Does that scare you for any of our drivers that might be starting behind them? <sighs> Steve must have it muted. Arts, would that scare you if any of our drivers? You're goddamn were right, it would him? scare me. But yeah. I mean, maybe that's part of your strategy, right? You're gonna have a you're, you're gonna have a guy behind them who needs to make position. You let Deegan take out half the field, and boom, he's up and he's up at the front. So, do you suggest? You know, you're you're a, a handicapper, not of NASCAR, but of, of things. Would you look at a fade of anybody directly behind these two in the starting grid? Ooh, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. It feels the, right. They're the whirling dervishes. Right. You know, they're the Tasmanian devils. They're just going to destroy everything in their path. Bingo. Is Steve back with us yet? I don't know. He's muted. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I there think, he is. I think um, Bridinger is filling in for someone, isn't she? I, know, yeah. I don't know if she was originally scheduled for this race, but she, um, she was not. Jesse Love hopped into Corey Himes truck, and then okay. Bridinger hopped into Jesse Love's truck. They were doing a seat swap. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Bridinger was not very quick on her for, on her last truck debut. They, it kind of it was kind of an attrition race, and she kind of got to the finish line. But yeah, that's that's sketchy. She kind of starts her mid pack, so hopefully uh, nothing too crazy happens with the, you know the guys around her. Things that are funny, Bridinger out qualified Jesse Love in his truck. How funny is that? Oh, really? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Bridinger was was 18th. Jesse Love 20th. Oh, huh. man, that's yeah, wild. I mean, yeah, Bridinger qualified well. I, I really wasn't wasn't really expecting that. That that tr- she's in a Tricom truck. That truck has a lot of pace. Right. Uh, we know that. You know, that's the same truck that uh, Dean Thompson is in, and you know those guys. So uh, the pace is there. Uh, I'm not sure if she can uh, just put a whole race together though. Right, right. Yeah. But it's just funny that she she outqualified him in his own his own. That'd be like you know me borrowing your bowling ball and then beating you with it, which wouldn't happen. Could happen. Could could not. But I, uh, I got some pretty decent equipment right now. I drew a lot of stuff the past few weeks. So the equipment, oh. like I said, with the equipment's there. If you if you want to, you know, give it a run. <laughs> I, I guess I get. I'm getting ready to go under the knife. So my my bowling career might be over. But you know, back on track here. We've got Matt De Benedetto. Yeah, matchups, right? Yeah, let's talk about that instead of my deep depression. Uh, but Matt De Benedetto over Chase Purdy, Eckes over Enfinger. Let's get back to that one. Uh, ben Rhodes over Jesse Love. Love that play even more now. Uh, freezing over Taylor Gray. Love that one even more now. And Carson Hosevar over Nicholas Sanchez. That's one of Arch's brethren because he was, you know, opening with the Ola Muchachos. Um, so, w- what do you want to talk about there? Um, so, yeah, Matt Benedetto over uh, Chase Purdy. Um, as you, we're kind of going back on Matty D uh, here for the season. And um, kind of like where he's at this year, he's running a lot better. Um, just got to make sure he gets to the finish. He's seen that truck kind of uh, has some mechanical gremlins still, uh, but he's going against Chase Purdy uh, with uh, the KBM crew over there. Um, just uh, they haven't shown the pace that they've been showing the past few years over there with Kyle Bush, And uh, it's kind of concerning to me a little bit. And uh, I like where, kind of where we're at here with uh, Matty D and the veteran. Versus uh, Chase Purdy, the young guy who hasn't really gotten his uh, gotten 
a whole lot of experience yet with with uh, with him in the field here. Yeah, Matty D actually slapped together a couple good finishes here recently, uh, third and eighth in the last two. So I like that. Plus, uh, my buddy actually just beat Chase Purdy in an iRacing truck race last night. So if my pal, who you know is not a professional race car driver, just beat Chase Purdy in an iRacing event, I like Matty D to get it done for sure. I'm I'm backing you there. Yo, the eye racing yeah. angle never fails. Never fails. I mean, William Byron got an entire cup ride because of his his eye racing background. So, uh, you know, it, it it it's pretty serious. Pretty good angle. Josh Berry too, also uh, friends with Dale Jr. Kind of uh, that's how he got his his start too. So yeah. There you go. So uh, let's talk about Eckes, dude. I, I felt really strongly about Eckes, and here's why. So last year, Derek Krause was in that 19 truck. And started dead last, finished seventh. That 19 truck was on rails all day. So now, and that was a race dominated by Toyotas. So now there's a whole lot less Toyotas. Uh, you've got Ekis in that 19. So you're, you're, you're going to a team that has the playbook for this race. And the guy was a rocket ship again today in practice and, and you know, qualified well. Um, you know, out-qualified Enfinger by a, a, a substantial margin margin. I love this play. Do you have any feelings about it? Yeah, I, I, I like it quite a bit. Ekis has been really good this year. He's shown a lot of, a lot of speed uh, week to week. He's, he's always there. And then, uh, I mean, end fingers kind of a hit or miss guy. He usually practices. Okay. Usually hit, hit, you know, hit or miss during the race. Um, and finger to me is kind of a guy that does better with those high tire wear racetracks. This is kind of a short track. Um, he's good at short tracks. This is not really uh, that short of a track. It's kind of that hybrid between a short track and an intermediate. So to me, this kind of kind of uh, definitely lends towards Christian Eckes. His teammate Jake Garcia had a great qualifying run, so we've seen that the, the speed is there for that whole team. So I I, I like this side for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, l- like you said um, about the the track layout, we can touch on it a little bit. It looks like Darlington. It's shorter than Darlington, uh, but it's flat. Um, you can't complete passes like a short track because it's got the straightaways that mirror a mile and a half. So you've got tight corners, long straightaways, and it looks like an egg. It's it's both both ends are different. So uh, this is a pretty technical technical race course, especially for these truckers. Uh, and Eckes, he almost won the race last year. In fact, I think he, I think he took the white flag, maybe, or or was leading with two to go or something. But um, he's been very, very good here. Plus, he's in a fast truck that that has the playbook, like I said. So I, I really like this play. This is probably my favorite play of the weekend in the truckers. And uh, so you know, we can talk about what Ben Rhodes over Jesse Love or fading the new guy. What do you think about that one? Yeah, we saw qualifying uh, and you know practicing qualifying today, and uh, I'm not sure if you saw that uh, that lap from Jesse Love, but he really sent it in there. So uh, kind of overdrove the corner. Uh, kind of expect that from the from these young guys, and just trying to get too much out of the truck. You know, just just you need to just uh, get a, get a, get, a, get a good lap in, but he just overdrove it. So, so I really I, I like the play here, kind of taking. Uh, you know, the guy with the experience once again over the guy that's uh, doesn't have that experience. So he made a mistake there. Obviously, he's going to lose some track position because of it. So kind of like we're at our on that one, too. Yeah. So uh, like I said, then we're on Stuart Friesen over Taylor Gray, the all Toyota match up there. I just I like our guy, Stu. And then Carson Hosevar over Sanchez. We were on Sanchez because this is not a mile and a half. Is that right? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Sanchez is – I really – he's had one strong run this year. That was at Texas. Uh, hasn't really excelled at the short tracks as much. So, certainly, like, the idea there going with uh, a little bit of a fade for him. Trucks are fast, but um, probably not his strong suit here this weekend. Bingo. Bingo. And I, I like I like Josefar. He's going to get some extra track time. Uh, we'll touch on that later, but but he's got a, his first Cup Series ride coming up. Uh, do you have any more couch cushion bets, or was the Ben Rhodes outright 
the the you know cherry on top. Ben Rhodes, that right? That's all I got. Um, I'm waiting for them to repost odds. They had a practice and qualifying, so they're kind of kind of uh, a little lazy here than tonight. So let's maybe something pops up tomorrow morning. But uh, for now, just going to move on to uh, race number two. All right, so let's pick it back up with the Xfinity series here. Uh, again, like I said, it's it's in Portland. We've got no Cup Series guys in the mix, which is awesome. It's a true Xfinity-only race. Love that. Uh, we saw Ty Gibbs and we saw Justin Haley pulling double duty at Charlotte, uh, you know, setting the record for most mileage driven in a, in a NASCAR day. We don't have to worry about any of those, those Cup Series fellas coming in and sabotaging our race. Uh, we're, we're, we're going full here with just a regular Xfinity roster. Steve, what, do you, what are your initial thoughts here and why – are we only on John Hunter Nemechek as an outright? Yeah, initial thoughts for me here are um, pretty unique racetrack. Portland is um, kind of a one-off. Uh, just Xfinity is here, as I think you mentioned already, but uh, kind of a little chalky with the odds, uh, seeing a lot of short favorites. I guess it kind of sets up that way when it comes to road course racing to an extent. But no, uh, usually you see, you know, A.J. Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, uh, th those guys not in the field this this time around, obviously, with them being in Portland. So uh, we got Cole Custer as a favorite. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about him winning the race. So I just kind of went with the longer longer odds here with John Hunter. I feel like he's going to be pretty close to Cole Custer, and you know Cole Custer in speed. That's kind of kind of been the trend. Uh, Cole Custer, he's just been letting us down all year. So I, I don't want to go back to counting on him to win uh that's that feels dangerous to me yeah yeah i i agree uh we saw cole custer when he was a cup series driver he would hop down into lower series stuff and uh, really put in a show in some some lesser equipment last year and uh but that's not the case this year he's driving for points so you know you got to think that the mindset changes a little bit um you know the motivations are a little bit different you have to points race um but he has not found his way into victory lane, which is very surprising, Steve, because I, I really thought with his Xfinity pedigree before he made that that jump to the Cup Series, I thought he would just come down and dominate and, and kind of be like like when John Hunter Nemechek went to the trucks. I thought he would win a bunch of races and just be relevant, but he just hasn't been that way. I mean, he has started to string together a couple better finishes. He, um, but but I just can't see him getting in the winner's circle. So we're on John Hunter Nemechek here, 12-1 to 1 at Superbook. We did take the bait with Cole Custer for a top three, plus 125 at DraftKings. We also took John Hunter, plus 250 top three at DraftKings. I think that, that pretty much explains those markets. Uh, when we were talking, Steve, we kind of gave our, our power ranking of drivers. Do you want to go over that for, for this week? Yeah, I mean, we 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 talked to you know, through it to an extent for sure. Um, uh, I, I have some things I want to say about Mike Snyder, but uh, we can oh, save yeah. that for the matchup, I guess, that we're going to discuss. Um, uh, Cole Custer's in my top three as far as uh, power rankings go. Then it probably goes down to maybe uh, probably goes down to John Hunter. Then it goes to maybe like an Austin Hill. Then kind of like and another tier with Creed and. Uh, those guys down there. Jordan Taylor is in the race this weekend. That's Love interesting. That. Love that guy. As we know, we've, he's had one NASCAR start uh, for Chase Elliott this year, so he has some experience in uh, the NASCAR circuit. Uh, boy, in was the he Cup Series? Boy, was he disheveled after that that Cup Series ride. He's used to those those um, you know whatever they're called that, that he drives, where you know there's not not any beating and banging and. Uh, he, he just said it, it really surprised him, the level of aggression and the leaning on each other in turns and stuff and uh, really caught him off guard. So you, you kind of expect him to have a little bit better of a showing here, uh, you know, now that he, he has a, a one-race picture at the very least of what to expect. Yeah, those IMSA fields are very uh, usually uh, generous when it comes to passing and defending, et cetera. Uh, as you know, the, you have the different classes, so really you're only competing against a few different guys. So kind of uh, 
certainly a different situation when you're running against 40 cars and the performance in the Cup Series this year is pretty equal. So I'm sure that's a, a, kind of a shell shock to him in that race. So it's yeah. kind of got a feel for that at this point. It was entertaining to watch. He was pretty quick. We know he can lay down some burners. He had a, a nice qualifying run in that Chase Elliott car. Uh, Chase Elliott, boy, he he really creates some job opportunities for these these other drivers. It's it's he's in the season of giving this year, you know. Um, but for the matchups, we are on Josh Berry over Sam Mayer. We saw a lot of variation in Sam Mayer's prices this week, so we had to hop on Josh Berry. We got even money, but. My inbox filled up with dudes finding plus 150 in this matchup. Josh Berry over Sam Mayer. So shop around for that one. Be vigilant. Uh, then we're on John Hunter over Justin Allgaier. Sheldon Creed over Myatt Snyder. And then Austin Hill over Myatt Snyder. So a double fade on Myatt Snyder. Mm. Maybe let's talk about him a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to ask Ars a question on this. So Myatt Snyder hasn't uh, ran a pretty much any race in about 15 weeks. So how do you feel about a guy coming back when you take that much time off? They call it race rust. (laughs) Comparable to ring rust. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we saw it with Chase Elliott um, this year. He took, uh, you know, how many weeks was he off when he broke it, had his injury with his leg? Six or seven. Yeah. So, I mean, you're doubling that amount here with Snyder. So, you got, you know, these Xfinity regulars, they're racing every week. They're comfortable with the cars and the driving. And um, Snyder's been out of the car for a long time. I heard that today. He's he kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, he, he admitted that he's probably going to be taking some time to get comfortable, reacclimated with you know, racing again. So you put him up against guys at Creed and, and Austin Hill. I, I realize that Snyder's in a JGR, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing. He's in the 19 car this week, but... You're asking a lot to put him up there with with the favorites uh, like Custer Hill and you know Creed and John Hunter. So this feels like it's kind of a a spot where he shouldn't be. Yeah, Steve. I mean, you mentioned that he's driving that 19, uh, which is a fast, fast race car. It's like the All Star car for for Gibbs, and we should really thank. Joe Gibbs after this race for putting him in that car for allowing the bookmakers to want to put this price on Snyder like coin flips against Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill. Those two guys are very competent road racers and they both have the best pit crews in the game. I mean, their guys gain them tons of spots, tons of time on pit road. And these Xfinity dudes are psychopaths. There's going to be cautions. You, you could expect a road race to get strung out. I don't, you know, that's wishful thinking. Uh, there's going to be cautions. There's, there's going to be mayhem most likely. So, you know, I, I just, I trust Sheldon Creed, which is hard to say, but I trust him over Myatt Snyder. I definitely trust Austin Hill. That's my favorite play this week for Xfinity, Austin Hill over Myatt Snyder. We shouldn't be too surprised, right? If we, if we, if, if, money, if anybody has been following you, Phil, this year, they know that you've been all all over Austin Hill this year, and rightly so. He's done really well, and you've kind of hit the nail on the head with him this year so far. Yeah, I I feel really good about it because all three of his wins, I've had tickets in my pocket. Um, but that could probably be because I always have an Austin Hill win ticket in my pocket. But I feel really good because he's proven me right, and it, it feels good to be on the right side of of a driver instead of. Somebody like Sheldon Creed, who has never cashed a win ticket for us. That guy just doesn't know uh, how to get it done. I mean, he's, he's like, it feels like he's always in in position to you know cash a win ticket for us. He's we've had him in matchups and he kind of uh, doesn't still again doesn't finish the race out. Um, hopefully, at a road course this week, a little more tame, a little less room for error. Unless it rain, you know this summer they're in Portland, so there could be some rain in the forecast, just like last year. It got kind of crazy last year. Uh, let's hope for some, you know, some dry racing. Let's see, you know, see what happens there. Yeah, and we don't have to worry about the dinger. So, um, you know, Fair stamp enough. of approval on Austin Hill. I, I love the Xfinity card. That just feels like money. So I, I, you know, we'll go zero and four, and that'll be that. But I really like it pre-flop. Yeah, so uh, I don't have anything else for Xfinity. Uh, I'm not crazy about Portland. This is kind of a kind of a weird one, kind of an off, um, and you know, an off event. Um, keep in mind, 
no live pit stops. So track oh, position going to be a big deal. Damn it. There goes my pit stop <laughs> angle. Why did I? Yeah. I'm an idiot. I, you know, I can't think of everything. That's why I need you. That's why I need my man here. I, I really don't think they'll need a pit. You know, I don't think Austin is going to need the pit crew here. It's it, it'll probably only stop once or twice if they even if they were to um, have live pit stops. But um, yeah, so if, if watch out for qualifying. So if, if guys qualify well, uh, pay attention to that. It's going to be tough to move through the field with, uh, with with that in mind. Their pit crew is good, though. It is good. Okay. All right. I'm halfway, <laughs> halfway right. You are uh, correct about that. <laughs> all right. So let's talk, let's talk cup. And, uh, you know, I don't really know what to do with this race. In fact, I, I haven't even written my, my article yet. Um, you know, so I've got some editors at CBS mad at us. So that's good. Um, but what are you, what are you looking at mostly here? What should we be playing? It's yeah, like you said, this is this is difficult. Um, so you have Gateway, so they ran last year for the first time at Gateway. Uh, didn't really know what to, what to make of it last year because it's it's kind of a short track. It's the two ends are not the same though, so it, it's kind of like Darlington, but it's not banked and it's not high tire wear. So it's a really unique setup. And last and, year, and the, Steve, if you remember, all those tires kept blowing out. Well, oh, I didn't really that, see the race what? too much. <laughs> oh, we were in we were in Lebanon. Yeah, so I didn't get to see or take too many notes. I don't have my usual notebook, unfortunately. So uh, that's unfortunate. But yeah, there there were a lot of mm. tire problems, a la Auto Club. Um, you know, just like Chase Briscoe led the first forty-seven laps, and then a tire blew. Uh, we just we saw that a lot. That was like the theme of the day. This was also the race, Steve. It started the the Denny Hamlin Ross Chastain uh, rivalry, if you will. This is where where Hamlin, or, um, you know, Chastain dumped Hamlin. Uh, Hamlin was kind of slow, and he was blocking Ross every time Ross came around to lap him. And then there was a restart where um, Chastain also dumped Chase Elliott, and then the three of them restarted all together. And Denny and Chase Elliott teamed up and, and gave him the old high-low. It was just a very entertaining day for Ross Chastain haters. And that was like the beginning of all the Chastain talk. Yeah, that would, I, I, I certainly remember that. I don't remember a whole lot from that race, but I, I certainly remember that uh, going on. Denny was really <laughs> interfering with Ross's day then. So not, not, much, not much has changed in a year's time, that's for sure. Right. Right. Everybody still hates Ross except you and me some yeah. some weeks. Um, so I got your card here. It looks like we're going to be on Christopher Bell, Suarez, Ricky Stenhouse for outrights. Yeah, so there's a lot of uncertainty, and I really feel like you can prove that by looking at lines throughout the week and seeing how much movement there is. And I really feel like there's been quite a lot of line movement Um just looking at how that thing has progressed over the last few days, Blaney has gotten shorter with Logano. Um, Bell has gotten a little bit longer. Uh, Suarez has gotten longer quite a bit. So there's been definitely some movement, which is interesting. I'm not sure if anybody really knows where to pinpoint things right now. And uh, we're not really any, any different from there. So Christopher kind of starting with Christopher Bell, because this is, a, you know, Bell excels at flat tracks for sure, like New Hampshire. Martinsville has been really good. But uh, this week they're running, you know, the at a short track and, you know, flat track. But they're taking the intermediate package with them. So you kind of have to look and see who's good on intermediates. But he's also good at flat, you know, flat tracks. So I think Christopher Bell fits that mold pretty well been good at places like i mentioned already but he's also he was also really fast last week at charlotte so i like a, i, I kind of like taking guys right now just overall uh pretty versatile across all circuits yeah christopher bell definitely fits that mold and you know he was good here last year he qualified well i think he qualified fourth he finished ninth uh he went straight backwards like a boat anchor out of the gate and then kind of worked his way back up into the top 10 so uh, he has, I guess, somewhat fond memories here. I'm sure he doesn't hate it. 
uh, Daniel Suarez. Boy, Trackhouse was was a swing and a miss last week. We were all over them. Uh, Ross was a no show. Suarez got some damage. Um, so we're we're gonna hop right back on the Mi Amigo train. What what do you like about him? I just like the fact that his number got to fifty five to one. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's not the only thing I like, trust me, but I, so I like the fact that he's improved at short tracks. He had a much better run at Martinsville, and then uh, he had some pace. At, uh, this is the all-star race, but you look at North Wilkesboro, qualified well and kind of held position the whole race. And we know how good the pit crew is at track house. Track positions can be really important, getting on and off pit road quick, getting those spots. So uh, that's kind of the angle I'm taking there as Suarez. Yeah, and then uh, Ricky Stenhouse, wild card, been running pretty good uh, in a lot of different places. Plus, this is a place that kind of lends itself to to having a loosest, fast kind of race car. He's been running a lot of dirt, uh, so we'll, we'll see. It's a really long number on Ricky, so let's give it a shot. Noticeably absent from the win column, Steve, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott <laughs> sitting this week out, suspended for his antics last weekend, at Charlotte when he dumped Denny Hamlin in a very dangerous part of the racetrack, just absolutely left quarter panel panel, sent him into the wall. Um, what do you think about Chase's suspension? And then what do you think about Corey LaJoy getting a chance to drive that number nine? And then also the trickle down effect, Carson Hosevar getting a ride in the seven. Like I said, Chase Elliott creating all kinds of job opportunities. Let's break it down. Absolutely. This is uh, obviously this is the biggest topic this week. You know, NASCAR's most popular driver going off on with a race, uh, you know, situation on the racetrack. Uh, kind of out of character for him. He's oh, he's you know historically been a, a mellow guy that kind of doesn't show any any personality. So this is kind of uh, off the beaten path for him. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, it's it's good to see you know something going on with it, with it, with Chase Elliott, but. Man, that that was definitely dangerous. Um, Hamlin, uh, he took a he took a hard hit there, and uh, it's it's tough to see things like that. It's not it's it's very reminiscent of what we saw from Bubba and uh, Larson. It was the exact same situation. Saw a lot of people defending Chase Elliott because they're morons. Because there's so many Chase Elliott fans, they, you have to look at this and just be subjective. Look at what it is, kind of just. It doesn't matter who's doing it. It's 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 the action that's that we're looking, we're looking at here. You look at the uh, telemetry. It was pretty clear that the car seemed to be fine. He just uh, kind of lost his cool. It happens all. It happens to the best of us. Just take a penalty and, and move on. Yeah, I mean, I, I've kicked the ball return or two in my day, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've had to apologize for it afterwards. But Denny, his in-car camera boy, he took. A hit his neck was moving around uh it was a pretty violent violent action and probably the worst part of the track to do it in the trioval like that i mean it, it's a direct hit at that point you know wide open uh just just a dirty play by chase elliott we're seeing nascar's favorite driver kind of become a heel you know you say that he's he's normally pretty even keel but if you if you pull back the layers of the onion you know he's had run-ins with kevin harvick uh, he's had a run-in last year with, with Chastain here. Uh, he's had some run-ins with his teammate Kyle Larson. Uh, the guy may be be losing a little bit, and I, I kind of equate it to, to having such a strong stable of Hendrick drivers. Maybe he's losing his way. A little extra pressure now, having to win a race um, You know, before this incident. Now he definitely has to win. He certainly can't point his way in. And shit, man. Corey LaJoy is a pretty good race car driver hopping in that seat. Pressure's on. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to Corey LaJoy, seeing how he can do this week. I think he's going to have a lot of pressure on himself. He, he, you know he's going to want to perform well. So hopefully he doesn't take this too, you know, certainly take it seriously. But at the same time, kind of just try to stay loose as much as you can because this is a good opportunity for him. Just want to see him, you know, have a solid day and kind of prove that he can you know, prove his worth a little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, he just, he just needed a chance. He's, he's going to get it. He talks a lot about uh, not having good equipment on his show and stacking pennies and, um, you know, making the most of opportunities. And 
when he recorded the show, it came out, I think it came out Thursday, uh, but they recorded right after he got the news. And Flores, his, his co-host, the, the front tire changer for, for Blaney, said that, that LaJoy's attitude was noticeably different. Like he, he was a lot less jovial, more serious. Um, I mean, he's, he's certainly feeling the pressure. And you could kind of tell throughout the, the hour and a half of the show, um, you know, that, that his career, I mean, things could happen if, if, if it goes well or if he looks really bad. I mean, I mean, it could go either way. So really rooting for Corey LaJoy. I mean, we've got championship futures on him just in case he wins this race. I mean, the, the championship win goes with the driver. So it would go back with him to the Spire ride. I think we got it at 5,001 at Superbook, which is pretty cool. Uh, we've got a couple $2 tickets uh, as lottery tickets. So really rooting for Corey LaJoy, but we can get back to the card here, buddy. Uh, what are you looking at for positionals? I see Eric Almarola in the top three. Yeah, Almarola for sure. Just want to take a take a look at him. Uh, always have to take a look at him when it comes to solid racing. He won. Uh, his only only time he's won uh, at New uh, New Hampshire. One of his only wins uh, in the recent history for him. We were on uh, it. He was absolutely performed well here last year too. So uh, I think. Almarola's kind of been keeping pace with his teammates at Stuart Haas's. Uh, for the most part, he's been uh, running running well. It just hasn't quite gotten the finishes. Uh, I kind of like where he's at to an extent, uh, given the given his situation at Stuart Haas. Those guys are uh, they're they're trying stuff. Last week they they unloaded extremely poorly, but then got better as the race went on. So just kind of a long shot there. Yeah, I like it. it. It it feels like it's a long shot with legs. Um, yeah. And then in the, the let's see, I'm I'm scrolling up here, buddy. Uh, I know we're on a couple Ryan Blaney head to heads. Uh, yeah, we took see. C Bell for a top five. There it is. Kind of just uh, piggybacking off of that win rate, uh, the win wager. Bell's been yeah. super consistent. Kind of know that. What kind of know what you're gonna get from him. So. Yeah, and then the, the top 10, uh, we've got Brad K plus 140. we got Alex Bowman plus 140. Piggybacking with Almirola's top three, we're taking him for a top 10. And then Austin Sindrick for a top 10, plus 290. He sat on the pole here last year, and he led a bunch of laps after Briscoe went out with the tire incident. Looked pretty good. Blaney and Logano were, were good here as well. Logano taking the win, ultimately. Uh, so this seems to be a track that that Penske has under control. Uh, is that kind of what the angle was here? Yeah, I think Blaney's been outperforming Logano for the most part this year. Uh, keep in mind, uh, Logano is always good at going to a racetrack for the first time, and they ran this, this track for the first time last year. So now all the teams get a second look at this thing. I expect them to improve overall. I expect Logano could kind of just stay where he was. I don't see a whole lot of performance increasing for him. So uh, we know Blaney won last week, so he's got the momentum rolling. Uncle uh, Mo, baby. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, uh, just keeps keeps it going here. Yeah. So in the matchups, off of that, we're taking Blaney over Logano, Blaney over Reddick, uh, and C Bell over Kyle Busch. Uh, Reddick was super fast last week. I know last week has no, you know, no indication for for who was fast this week. But Reddick had a race winning car, and then he sent it across the infield, kept it straight, but he knocked a couple tenths out of that car and finished sixth. So uh, Tyler Reddick never, never over, over making a boneheaded mistake. Blaney coming in hot. Yeah, Reddick, uh, that was quite a move there. Uh, but we know we know Reddick's been better on the intermediates throughout his career. Obviously, a great road course racer. I mean, his one weakness, I believe, is these kind of smaller oval tracks. Uh, always seems to be running anywhere from 10 to 15th, and uh, you know maybe even further back, depending on what kind of what kind of track it is. But does not really. Um, strike out it doesn't strike me as a play that i would uh feel too confident to, to back reddick in in the situation uh blaney blaney's been really good at phoenix as well and phoenix is kind of like our number one comp track so i like kind of translating that data here this weekend yeah yeah so that that actually wraps up the the cup card there's a couple things to touch on here that affect our plays 
So Keselowski and Blaney both failed tech today twice, which means they lose pit stall selection. We saw last week how important pit road was. Uh, William Byron had a record-setting day on pit road. He had that number one stall. Uh, he gained the most stop or most, most spots during the stops of anybody ever in a NASCAR race. It was incredible to watch. He could come in fourth and easily get out with the lead. Really nuts. So this pit road is actually 18 feet more narrow than what we saw last week at Charlotte. Uh, so how big and of a disadvantage is that for our guys? And should we be worried? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a factor that can be, um, fa- you know, factored into this weekend. Uh, certainly would like to have guys with good pit road selections. But I think Blaney should be good enough uh, on the racetrack to outpace Logano. I'm not too concerned about that one. I'm a little concerned about Brad Kozlowski. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But Brad's had a lot of speed at both intermediates uh, and shorter tracks as well. Um, his, I mean, and Kozlowski's pit crew has been top notch. So uh, probably going to offset a little bit there with a the bad pits, you know, pit selection. But the crew has going to be good speed. So I, I, that kind of feels like an offset to me. I actually talked to an RFK pit member this week, Steve. That's a motivated bunch. That's a motivated bunch over there. Uh, They want to get a win. They can almost taste it. I mean, you know, in in their words, uh, they were good until they weren't last week. Boy, they had a race-winning car. They were bad fast, and they got wrapped up in that that Elliott-Hamlin mix-up, and that put them in the back of the field. And then they got mixed up with, uh, I think it was, what was it, Gilliland or something? McDowell, I don't know, one of those nobodies mm-hmm. got them got them all knocked out of shape, and that just you know just about ended the, the competitive day for them. They still cash the finish on a lead lap for us, due to all the mayhem at the end. Um, there was but, quite the controversy there between uh, Kozlowski and Byron on pit road. Yeah, yeah, there was that. Uh, I guess they call that second spot the bully box because uh, that's what tends to happen in that that second spot on pit road. So I guess the, the word on the street is that Keselowski's team, they kind of knew what they were getting into in that, that spot, but I, I have no idea. Yeah, there was, I mean, there's a lot of disagreement. Um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, Byron, I believe it's just driving through Keselowski's pit stall, and it was, I guess it was slowing up the Jackman. It, it was slowing up, at least, you know, one of the members trying to get service done in time, and it, I guess it cost them pretty good. But yeah, well, uh well, I got family no in that tip box. All right, I, I got family in there. That's blood, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll take all William Byron's Legos if he hurts my man. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> but uh, I love William Byron, by the way. Uh, guy likes to go fast, and he likes Lego. So love that guy. How can you hate that, right? Can't, can't. Um, so that was that was all I really had to talk about, Steve. I, I kind of wanted to touch on. I know Jimmy Johnson used to be your favorite race car driver. He probably still is. Do you think that he is hurting his legacy? Uh, you know, doing these these couple rides this year. I mean, he 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 gave an interview. He didn't even know he was three wide. Uh, legacy Motorsports, which he's a co-owner of, had just an all-time bad day. I mean, uh, Noah, Eric Jones, JJ, they were all just absolutely pitiful last week. Uh, they're moving over to Toyota. So, two-part question: Do you think it affects Jimmy Johnson's legacy? And do you think this team can get better next year? Uh, well, I guess I'll answer the first the first part of that. Uh, does it hurt his legacy? I mean, he looks like a chump right hard. now. He does. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's he's carrying over some of that IndyCar struggle to NASCAR. I almost believe to an extent. He's definitely got some doubt. So, um, and he just he wants to have you know. A good time in life at this point he's not really a guy that's trying to go out there and win races um obviously he showed that in indycar he's doing um imza racing he's just he's just doing what he wants to do um so this doesn't hurt his legacy i don't know it's, he, he's, he's always going to have seven championships that's that's a tier of its own um maybe maybe not i don't have a, i don't have a great answer for that do i think he's gonna 
do I think that team's going to improve next year? Yes. Um, right now, Chevy's not uh, been giving Legacy the um, the primary focus. They're not getting the same resource and development perks that the main teams like Trackhouse, Hendrick get. So moving to Toyota next year, that should give them a nice boost. They plan on providing them with the same tools and research that 2311 get, that Joe Gibbs get. So that's, in my opinion, some people don't like it because it's a Chevy to Toyota move and Jimmy's had all success with Chevy, but that's, I feel like a must move. a must have, you must do that to make progress on that team. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not a preferred partner with Chevy. And I would imagine right now they're getting the bare minimum from Chevy as outlined in their contract. I would imagine they're not getting a stitch more help than, than what was negotiated pre-flop. So it'll be nice. It'll be nice to see, these guys, I think Eric Jones is pretty talented, and I love Noah Gregson. Uh, you know, so I, I think these guys will be good. I mean, there's a lot of talk about you know them being busts and stuff, and maybe Eric Jones, uh, you know, losing the ride. But I, I don't think any of that is going to come to fruition. I, I think this team will will be pretty strong next year and, and beyond. Gregson is a, a pretty incredible talent to me. What's well, look at? What happened last year, I mean, Noah Gregson was outrunning Ty Gibbs, and this year Ty Gibbs is with JGR, and he's really come on strong the last few weeks. He's improved a lot. He's he's now competing for top tens on a regular basis, so we know the talent level is there for Gregson if he was outrunning Gibbs for a majority of the season last year, so we just need Legacy to get their equipment the car is running better and then Noah's going to be in a much better position next year. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing Noah maybe maybe could use an improvement on is a haircut. And I know a barber, you know, <laughs> rubbing this old cue ball right here. <laughs> maybe smooth. Uh, but that's all I got, buddy. That, that's, that's all the talking points I've got. Arch, do you have anything? Did you see anything in this card? No, I think you covered all the angles I had. I think you, okay. you, you got them for the most part. It was completely accidental. Certainly didn't mean to take your talking points. Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end this show and put Steve in the lab. He's got to come up with our Formula One card, and I've got to write an article so we don't get fired. Ah, yes. <laughs> Let's do that then. Let's do that. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.